Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 17 of Scary Fucking Bedtime Stories. This is your host, Rebecca, and yesterday I was a little bit rushed. I, uh, it was an interesting day yesterday. I, I know my voice probably sounded really raspy as well, so I apologize for that. Uh, today we're going to be finishing a room by an unknown author, and yeah, not much has has been going on. My other career's been getting a little bit better, so that's nice. Yeah, anyways, uh, thank you so much for being patient with me. Thank you. Thank you to Brian Heilman for just being so fantastic and so patient and checking in on me and whatnot and just being fucking fantastic. So I'm going to let you guys pause to do whatever your favorite relaxation technique is. If you remember the techniques from the other episodes from the military breathing and that works for you, then fucking awesome. Go at it. I hope you can't hear my cats because they have gone officially insane and are running around my house right now, prowling, you know, that that sound. It's not quite a meow, it's not quite really anything, it's just like meow, me, 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 just all around the house, it's a good time. So anyways, without further ado, let us finish a room. Like always, you'll be able to find this story in the description below. If you have any stories you want me to read, any well wishes, or you just want to, you know, get in my ass about uploading, <laughs> you can follow me on social media, uh, Twitter, at sfbspodcast. Uh, you can email me, sfbspodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Whoop. Okay, my phone is getting a little bit confused, and a bot just happened to add me on Snapchat, so that was... That was fun. Anyways, let us begin. Part two of A Room by Artist Unknown. Author. Author Unknown. Yeah. At first, it would hardly move, but John put as much weight as he could onto the screwdriver until the corner finally popped up with a loud bang. The air from the vent continued to blow, but it sounded different now. John continued and placed the screwdriver under the other corner ignoring the pain as the handless tool dug into his palm. Again, the corner popped up, and now John could almost see into the vent. He just needed to pry open the last two corners. After letting his hands recover and getting into a better position, John managed to pop open the remaining side. John was excited. Sweat dripped off of his face onto the floor now. What would he find? John carefully moved the destroyed vent cover to the side and wiggled forward until his face was directly over the hole. John took a deep breath and looked down. He saw light, almost blinding white light. It was familiar, yet odd. What the hell? John couldn't think. His brain felt like it was going to explode. He hadn't talked to anyone for God knows how long, except Herbert. But this was different. Who's talking? The voice sounded terrified, desperate. Me, John almost whispered down the vent. Where are you? Up here? John continued looking down the hole. There was still nothing but white, until a figure appeared. It was a person. They were scrawny and had shaggy dark hair. They looked wildly around the room, clearly scared out of their mind. I'm up here, John said, more confidently. The stranger looked up and squinted his eyes. Oh, thank God, are you here to get me out? A sense of hopelessness washed over John. In the back of his mind, he somehow thought this person might be his way out, but clearly this wasn't the case. This person seemed just as out of it as he did, maybe even more so. No, no, I've been here for a long time. The words weren't coming easy to John. It had been a long time since he had talked to anyone, let alone someone in person. Fuck, fuck, fuck. 
the stranger grabbed his head and walked in and out of John's view. He was swearing louder and louder. John just lay there. Listen, how long have you been here? John tried calming the stranger down. Get him focused. Uh, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. Like a night? Two? Maybe three? I don't know, man. The stranger was jittery. Have you gotten a pill? A what? Pill? What the hell are you talking about? The stranger was looking upwards, directly at John's face now. John licked his lips. If he wasn't getting the pill, he must be hungry. Look, my name's John. I'm stuck in here just like you. Do you know how you got here? How I got here? Uh, how I got here? The stranger almost laughed as they repeated the line. I don't remember shit. Alright, can you tell me what's in your room? Fucking nothing, man. There's a, there's a window and a, a bed. Yeah, there's a bed. That's it, man. There's not even a fucking door, man. John got a little nervous. Is there a loudspeaker? A what? Listen, man, there ain't shit in here. The stranger was still looking directly upwards. John wasn't sure if he could see him through the vent or not. Why wouldn't there be a loudspeaker? How else would Herbert talk to him? What the hell was going on? Do you have any food, John? John rubbed the extra pill he had been keeping in his pocket. No. Damn, this isn't right, man. The stranger walked out of sight again. John's eyes kept slowly closing. He was fighting to keep them open. Look, I've got to go, but I'll come back later. I haven't slept right in days. The stranger muttered something, but John was too tired to hear. He wanted to stay. He wanted to talk. This was the biggest thing to ever happen to him. He finally actually had someone. He wasn't alone, but he needed sleep. He didn't want to pass out under the bed. He slowly crawled out backwards, passing over the now dark reddish-orange stain on the floor. He pulled himself onto the bed and laid his head down. He had so much to think about, but no energy to do it. Within no time, John had fallen asleep. John's eyes opened sharply. He sat upright and looked around the room. He was still alone. But just below him, there was someone else now. Someone to talk to, plan with, maybe even escape one day. John staggered out of bed and went to the drop box. There was a pill. He grabbed it and popped it into his mouth, letting it slide down his throat eagerly. He picked up the broken screw head beside his bed and scraped across the wall. The room filled with the expected terrible noise, but John pressed on until there was a new tick on the wall. He wasn't dead yet. John had almost perfected sliding under the bed. He wiggled back and forth until he was in the usual position. He tilted his head forward and pressed it up against the hole. Hello? John heard shuffling noises, a few soft bangs. What? Who's there? John? John, is that you? Yeah. Don't fucking do that, man. The stranger walked into view, wiping his eyes. How'd you sleep? Sleep? No, man. Can't sleep. No sleep right now. The stranger was pacing again. You should try. It'll help. Make the first while a bit easier. Easier? Easier than what? Either way, I'm trapped in a fucking box. Either way, I'm fucking dead unless I get some food. The stranger sounded quieter. He must have been in the corner. It'll help you think clearly. Think clearly? Man, I don't want to be thinking clearly in here. No way, man. No way. If I'm going out, I might as well do it freaking out. You know what I mean? The stranger's words were heard over a dull thud. He was banging his head, rhythmically, against the wall. John repositioned himself. It had been four days, and the stranger was only getting worse. Hey, did they bring you any food yet? The stranger just laughed, and the banging continued. Food? What food, man? There's no food here. The stranger began pacing the room while cursing to himself. John fingered the small pill in his pocket. It was still there. He could give it to the stranger. 
But what if John needed it? He couldn't risk it. How about any medicine? Like a pill or something? I don't want any fucking medicine from these people, man. You trust these people? What the fuck is wrong with you? The stranger was banging on each wall, testing the strength. John's stomach leaped into his throat. Holy shit. What if these pills had been poison? What if these pills were messing with his head, his ability to think clearly, his ability to sleep, his ability to remember? His head was ringing. He needed time to think about this. John tried to open his mouth to say something, but the stranger's banging soon became the only audible sound over the ringing of his ears, and he decided it was pointless to continue the conversation. John crawled out from under the bed, his shirt scraping against the filthy stain on the floor. Upon leaving the darkness of the bed, John was blinded by the almost glowing white walls. He stood up and ran his hands over his head. Panic washed over his brain. John never even contemplated the thought that they, that Herbert, would try to poison him. John saw images of himself lying in a giant room filled with other people, all of them seeming as, seemingly asleep, dreaming the same horrid nightmare as himself. Is this stranger even real? Is any of this even happening, or is this all some vivid hallucination concocted by the pills and his own distraught psyche? It was too much to handle. John felt like he was going to throw up. He stumbled onto his bed and yanked the covers over his head. He clamped his hands hard against his ears to try to silence the ringing, the ringing and the goddamn banging from below. John clenched his teeth and pressed his hands harder against his head to try to dampen the sound of the persistent bang. Bang. Sweat rolled down, down John's forehead. Bang. John's palms turned red and shook against the tension. Bang. John started to hold his breath. Bang. Tears began to roll down his now red face. Bang. John's whole body began to shake as he continued to hold his breath. Bang. John opened his mouth, unsure whether he was going to breathe or scream. Bang. Darkness. It was quiet now. Are you going to die in here, John? John let out a gasp as he quickly sat up in bed. The room was dark, impossibly so. The white walls had always left the room in perpetual light, yet John could hardly see. Do you want to die in here, John? Voices in the dark. John pressed his back against the wall, hugging his legs to his chest. Who, who are you? Suddenly, hundreds of indiscernible whispers filled the room, repeating John's soft words. Who are you? Who are you? Who are you? John's heart beat rapidly, loudly. John, do you want to die in here? The whispers spoke as a single entity. No one voice took dominance. No, 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 no. John spat out the words, shaking his head as tears rolled down his face. Don't trust him, John. He is not to be trusted. He is lying to you, John. You can get out of here, John. John was certain he had gone insane. He was shaking his head harder now. He heard their words, but they had no meaning. John wanted to die. He wanted this all to be over. He began to sob louder. Don't trust him, John. He is not to be trusted. The thousands of soft voices came at John from all directions. John started to scream a deep, primal noise at the darkness. He screamed for the seemingly thousands of nights he had been in here. He screamed for the hunger. He screamed for the terror. But most of all, he screamed to prove he was still human. He was still alive. His eyes began to bulge out of his head, and he stared into the darkness, and his roar became louder. Suddenly, a form began to take shape in the darkness. In the opposite corner of the room, a figure of a human could be barely seen. John's roar stopped as he looked at the being. He could make out no features on the being as it stood motionless in the corner. John sat, huddled in silence. The whispers had stopped, and now he had an eerie absence of sound. It was like being in a vacuum. John stared closer at the presence, 
Being careful not to move, the curiosity outweighed the horror, and John opened his mouth to speak. Instantly, the sound of a thousand screaming voices filled the room, no longer soft. The being in the corner began to shift, slowly moving towards John. John was paralyzed. The voices were louder than anything he had ever heard. He felt like his eardrums were going to pop. John again wished for death. He wanted to be out of this room, away from the voices, away from this hell. His eyes began to roll to the back of his head as the voices grew louder, more angry. John couldn't breathe. His body trembled, struggling for air. The presence continued to slowly move towards John, amongst the chaos. John's lungs began to burn, and his eyes felt like they were going to explode. The pain was excruciating. Just as John felt as he was going to die from the pain, he felt a cold hand gently cup the back of his head and a soft breeze against his ear. The voices stopped, and the room filled with white light once again. As John heard a single word gently whispered into his ear, Sleep. John regained consciousness lying down normally in his bed. His body felt stiff as if he forced himself to sit up straight. John slowly stood up and looked around the room cautiously. It was normal, exactly the way he remembered it before last night. John paced around the room, making sure not to miss any detail, but still, he could not find a single abnormal mark or object. Satisfied with a small search, John checked the drop box. There was a new pill. John popped it in his mouth and let it slide down his dry throat. He sat down on the floor and put his hands in his head. What the fuck happened last night? John's brain went over thousands of possible scenarios, but only one made sense. John was going insane. His mind had finally snapped, and this was the beginning of his descent into complete madness. John started to laugh quietly to himself. After all these days, all these nights, he had finally snapped, and it still made no difference. Whether he was sane or completely out of his mind, he would still be in this room. Forever. That's when John remembered the voices. Before the screaming, they had spoke to him. They had said something. You can get out of here, John. The soft voices still rang clear in John's head. Maybe he wasn't going insane. Maybe he could get out of here. John shifted his hand and felt something cold brush up against it. Suddenly, the cold hand from last night flashed into his head and he immediately backed away from where he was sitting. John's heart was pounding fast again as he looked at the spot where his hand was rested. There sat the screw head. John laughed once again. I am really going insane. John crawled backwards over the screwdriver and clasped it in his hand. He stood up and walked to where he made his daily ticks. Days I haven't been dead. John read the words and remembered back to when he first scratched them into the wall. John considered scratching out dead and replacing it with insane, but decided against it. Nothing would matter anymore if he truly did lose his mind. John quickly made another tick against the wall. He backed up and admired his work. Over time, the wall had quickly filled up. Multiple rows and columns of ticks lined John's walls, and right in the center was, My name is John Nobody. John ran his fingers across the name. I am somebody, John thought to himself. I am somebody. Suddenly, a loud hollering came from below. It was a stranger. John quickly went to the bed and dragged himself over the now black stain on the ground as he crawled towards the vent. The hollering continued, and John stuck his face over the vent. Hello? You! Oh, man, it's you! Oh, Jesus, this is great! The, sounder, the stranger sounded ecstatic. He was pacing quickly around the room. 
frequently letting out loud cheers. John just watched nervously as the stranger moved around the room. I, uh, I, I can get out of here, and you, fuck you too, man, we can both get out of here. John was uneasy. What the stranger was saying was complete nonsense, but he had truth in his voice. John opened his mouth. How? How? The stranger laughed and let out another cheer. We just fucking walk out, man. The stranger laughed hysterically and beat his hands loudly against the wall like a drum. John now knew he was not insane. He was looking at true insanity. Yeah, man, there's um this panel, right? This heavy panel. Heaviest fucking thing I've ever seen, man. And it's right in my fucking room. More laughing. How'd you find it? It's fucking heavy, man. The stranger sounded like he was panting. John tried to clear his throat. How did you find the panel? Oh, man, I'm, I'm fucking hungry, you know. I just need some food, man. Something to eat and I could move this. I'm too weak right now. Too weak, man. Too weak. John couldn't hear the footsteps anymore. The stranger must have sat down. John shifted under the bed, trying to get comfortable. So, uh, they still haven't fed you? Too weak, man. I could just move this if I had some food. Then I could get out of here and come get you, man. I could come get you. The stranger made a wet cough. John was unsure if it was blood or just spit. John shifted once again, and something small pressed against his chest. John lifted himself up and put a hand into his chest pocket. There was a pill, the extra one John had been saving. He pulled it out and stared at it. Man, I'm so hungry. The stranger started to slur his words. It sounded like he was passing out. John just stared at the pill. He knew he could give it to the stranger. What if he wasn't crazy? What if there really was some panel leading to freedom? Hey, uh, you... You didn't tell me how you found the panel. John waited but heard nothing, just the sound of faint breathing. He began to turn around when the stranger mumbled something. John pressed his ear against the vent hole. Voices, man. Those voices. So many. The stranger let out a loud snore, and John heard the dull thud as his body sulked to the floor. He had passed out. John quickly crawled out from under the bed and began pacing around the room and rubbing his face. The stranger's words both excited and horrified John. He was excited because now he knew he wasn't crazy. Those voices, that thing, had actually happened last night. He was still sane. For now. He was horrified because he wasn't crazy. Those things had actually happened. Something was in his room last night. Something indescribable. John could still feel its faint presence, as if it was still in the room with him, watching, observing. John tried to ignore the feeling by thinking about the stranger. Pills had been coming consistently for a long time now. John felt certain that they wouldn't stop coming. He could give his extra to the stranger, so he could open this panel, and then maybe they could both escape. The thought was overwhelming to John, just seeing another person, being in a different room, let alone the outside world felt like something out of a fairy tale. John knew the stranger would die soon without some sort of food, without the, fil without the pill. But the stranger was crazy. His mind had already seemed to have left him, and even after eating, how could John trust him to do anything other than ruin a potential chance at escape? His choices were simple. He could give the stranger his pill and hope that somehow he would be able to not only find John, but get him out of this room, or he could keep the pill for himself in case he needed it again. The latter started to become more and more preferable as memories of being near starvation during the times when the pill stopped coming. But the entire time, John could not shake the thought of potentially escaping. John sat up to go to his bed. The choice was too big to make right away. 
He needed to sleep on it. John made his way over to the bed and lied down, staring at the ceiling. A million different outcomes played in his head. Some ended with John escaping with a stranger, both of them seeing actual daylight again. But most were not like this. Most ended with John still in his room, as an old man, the walls covered in thousands of small ticks. Every so often, John would open his mouth to try to scream, but a cold, dark hand would wrap, his, wrap itself around John's mouth, silencing him. With that thought burning into his mind, John fell asleep. John's eyes slowly opened. He was still in the same position, staring at the white ceiling. He moved his hands across the bed, and his fingers ran over the cold screwdriver head. John thought it must have fallen out of his pocket. He slowly sat up and stretched his arms. As he turned his head to the side, his body immediately stiffened. There was a black creature in the corner. Its body was exactly the same as humans, but it had no clothes and no identifiable characteristics. Its skin looked rough like sandpaper, but was completely black. Its face was what horrified John the most. There were no ears or nose or anything except for two round white eyes and a permanent smile on the creature's face. The eyes never blinked, and they were staring straight at John. John immediately reached for the screwdriver and pushed himself deep into the corner of the bed. He thrust his arms outwards and screamed, Stay the fuck away from me. The creature remained stationary, smiling. John kept his arms with the screwdriver outstretched, horrified that the abomination might pounce at the first sign of weakness. His arm grew heavy and tired and started to sag. John began to cry. John continually tried raising his arm in an attempt to hold the thing off even if it made no signs of advance. Both John and the creature stayed like this for what seemed like hours. The only movement was that of John's tired arm as the screwdriver was raised in defense and then dropped. The smile bored deep into John's brain. It horrified every inch of him. The unblinking eyes were locked on with John's, as if looking into his soul. John slowly drifted in and out of consciousness, fearing for his life if he fell completely asleep. John was mentally and physically exhausted. He couldn't fight it anymore. He let his eyes close and his arm dropped once more for good. Just before John lost total consciousness, he felt a cold hand rest upon the top of his head. And then he was asleep. John bolted upright in his bed. He was breathing heavy, and his face was wet with sweat. He suddenly remembered the events of last night and held his breath in horror. He scanned the white room, but found nothing. He was safe. John felt as if he should be crying, but his body has no more tears to cry. He was exhausted, both physically and mentally. He wasn't going to last much longer like this. He got up out of his bed and opened the drop box, swallowing the waiting pill inside. As his en energy slowly returned to him, he began to think. He could give the pill to the stranger. He had to. This might be his only chance, no matter how insane it was, to escape from this place. He had no other options. John quickly scooped up the pill and crawled under the bed. None of that mattered now. He was getting out of here, today. He couldn't stand the thought of spending another night in this place. It was driving him insane. Or had driven him insane. The past few nights blurred John's perception of reality. None of this could actually be happening. John was simply dreaming, at home in his bed. The idea comforted John for a brief second until it occurred to him he couldn't remember what it was like to have a home. John slammed his fist on the ground in anger and frustration at his own stupid mind and pulled his face over the small grate. Hel- Red. John saw deep, dark pools of red flowing beneath him. Blood. The liquid covered the entire portion of the floor John could see. He felt like he was going to vomit. Oh, Jesus Christ. John put his hand to his mouth in case he couldn't control himself. 
Holy shit. John panicked. This man, this stranger, was still alive. John was certain it was his voice. Mister? John pushed his ear up to the vent, turning his face away. He couldn't look at the blood any longer. I... John started to cry. I'm sorry, I can't hear you. John heard the stranger let out soft sobbing. Listen, what happened? The stranger let out a loud yell. Fuck, please don't die. Please. John was in hysterics. The stranger was his one chance out, and now he was bleeding out ten feet below him with no way to help. Listen to my voice. Don't die. Please, please don't die. A pool of tears was forming around where John laid his face. The stranger let out another yell before beginning to say something. Kill! John pressed his face hard against the vent. Kill me! John slammed his fist against the floor. His hands went numb. Don't you fucking die. Don't you fucking die on me. John was slamming his fists harder and harder against the floor. You're my way out here. You're my way out, you piece of shit. The stranger began crying louder. You can't die. You can't die. John's anger slowly left him and feeling returned to his hands. He felt like he had broken his wrist. The sound of two men crying filled the room. Kill me. How? John said, spitting out a glob of spit. Please kill me. John began to get annoyed again. I I can't, don't you understand? You're trapped just like me. We're both gonna fucking die alone in here. Why don't you just... John turned his head to speak directly into the room. He stopped mid-thought. No longer did Red fill the room below. In fact, John could not even see the room. Inside the vent was complete darkness. John couldn't see anything except two piercing white eyes and a giant, toothy smile. John was frozen. He was no more than four feet away from the face, the entity. He could reach out and touch it if he wanted to, but he didn't. He wanted to be away from it, as far as humanly possible. Yet his body wouldn't let him. John looked deep into the eyes. They were lifeless, unblinking. John could not say the same for himself. His entire body was violently shaking. Tears rolled down his face and he continued to silently cry. The thing continued to smile, unmoving. John inhaled deeply. And as if he was unleashing what remained of his sanity, he let out a scream. He closed his eyes and screamed as loud as he could directly at the face. This lasted for what felt like hours to John. When it finally stopped, gasping for air, he opened his eyes and realized the face was gone. Before John could even form another thought, he felt a familiar cold hand wrap its fingers around his face and whisper nothing but... Sleep. John woke up in his bed. He slowly opened his eyes and remembered the blood, the face, the soft whisper. None of it mattered now. John wanted to be dead. He had lost the last shred of his will to live. John was nothing but an insignificant speck in some sick and twisted universe. John would end his life using the only friend he had in this place the thing he once believed to be a catalyst for his sanity, his screwdriver. John rolled onto his side, reaching to grab for a screwdriver one last time when he suddenly noticed the walls. There were markings, thousands of them scrawled over every inch of the wall. John quickly crawled out of, out of bed, making his way to the middle of the writing on the wall. He ran his hands over his original writing, my name is John Nobody. It had been scratched out. Thousands of new scratches covered the wall. My name is John. 
number 1045960. John scanned the entire room, thousands of new markings all saying the same thing. My name is John, number 1045960. John spun in circles around the room. He didn't understand how this was possible. He would have heard this happening, and even then, who? Who could have done this? John stopped spinning and looked in the middle of the floor. His screwdriver. You, John said with a mixture of anger and great sadness. The screwdriver was positioned in the middle of the room, facing John. You, why? Tears rolled down John's face. I, I trusted you. The screwdriver remained motionless. Why? John began to sob while crawling towards the object. Why, 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 why? John clutched the screwdriver in his hand and brought it to his face. You and me were the same. A cool breeze rushed through the room. John looked up, screwdriver still in hand. The thing was standing in the corner, watching John. It smiled the exact same as John remembered it, the eyes still burning into John's mind. John looked at the smiling presence and back to the screwdriver when it dawned on him. He hadn't been betrayed. No. It was this, this monster who had done this. John repositioned the screwdriver in his hand, pointing at the smiling being. You did this! Spit flew out of John's mouth as he yelled hysterically, This was you! John's body shook with every loud sob he let out. I, oh, fucking kill you! John stepped forwards towards the being, swinging the screwdriver wildly. The being continued to watch John unflinchingly. John planted his feet on the ground and let out a wild scream as he launched himself at the being. John lashed himself around the being. It was freezing and had the texture of gravel, almost. But John lashed at it violently. John stabbed the creature in the chest with the screwdriver, and cold air blew violently against John's hand, flowing from the wound. John yelled like an animal with every thrust of his weapon. He reverted to a primal stage, thinking of nothing but the kill. John's grunts and yells were mixed with sporadic sobs and only a few comprehensible words. Why? This was the one word that John could still focus his mind on with each stab. John took the screwdriver with both hands and let out one final blow directly to the being's chest with all his might. John panted as he tried to catch his breath. He remained sitting on top of the being. His thoughts began to return to him as his bloodlust subsided. John realized his eyes had been closed the entire time. He slowly opened them to look at what he had done. Underneath John lay the being. Holes covered the completely black body from where John had stabbed them. Yet his face remained unchanged. The eyes stared directly back at John, the mouth, ever smiling. John grabbed the creature and pressed his hands hard against its head. How do I get out of here? The creature continued to stare at John, just as he was about to stab it again. It raised an arm. John spun to where it was pointing and nearly fainted. A door. A single white door had appeared on the wall. John's heart began to beat faster and faster. The screwdriver loosely rolled over John's hand, falling onto the creature's chest being consumed amongst, amongst the darkness. John slowly stood up and walked, hand outstretched, towards the door. Behind him, the creature seemingly floated into an upright position, watching, smiling. I'm gonna get out of here. I'm going home. The John th thought of a million different things that could be on the other side of the door. Every single one of them was better than being here, being in this room. He finally reached the door and let his hand rest gently upon the handle. He took a deep breath and turned one last time to look at the room. The drop box. The lone window leading nowhere. His bed. He would never see any of it again. John took one last look at the being, 
still smiling at John, and pushed his hand down. It was time to leave. The door swung open slowly. John could see light, real light, not the blinding whiteness he had become accustomed to. John slowly walked out of the room, the door swinging shut behind him. He was in a long hallway. John looked to each side of him. Thousands of doors lined the halls. Each door had a single light bulb above it. Some were lit, while others flickered sporadically. John slowly walked forward, half expecting there to be a trap for him, or to wake up any minute now. Still inside that room. John turned around to look back at the door he led out of. It was exactly like all of the others. The doors were white, the same color as the walls in his room, except for a single brown plaque in the middle. It had a number on it. John number 1045960. John ran his fingers across the numbers until he realized something. It was dark where he was standing. John looked up to see a single light bulb above his door, just like all of the others, except his was burnt out. John backed away from the door, scared and confused. Hello? John yelled down the hallways. He received no response except for faint echoes. John spun around and looked at the door that was adjacent to his. John number 1045970. Horror rushed over John. He quickly placed his hand on the other door handle and swung it open. The room was a blinding light. There was an old man huddled in the corner, rocking back and forth. John went to say something, but then looked to the other side of the room. The thing, no, a thing, was watching the old man, smiling. John's body tensed up, and the thing turned its head immediately towards John. John quickly slammed the door shut and began running. Tears ran down his face as he, and poured onto the ground as he ran. I want to go home. John ran down the dimly lit hallway until he saw a door with a flickering light. He grabbed the handle and swung it open. There was a man sitting in the middle of the room with his back, with his back facing John. A small pool of red liquid surrounded him. Hello? The man in the room screamed and his whole body jumped. The man sharply turned his head around to look at John. His face was badly bruised and covered in blood. John opened his mouth to speak, but the man on the floor let out a deep laugh. Blood ran like a river from the man's mouth. All his teeth were missing. John then noticed the screwdriver in the man's hand. The man continued to laugh while spitting blood at John. John's stomach felt horrible. As he slammed the door shut, he could make out the faint image of a smiling face in the back of the room. John ran full sprint down the hallway, screaming as he moved, I want to go home. John looked to both sides as he ran. The doors were all open now. John could see people inside them. Some of them appeared normal, doing push-ups, walking. Others made John sick to his stomach. People covered in blood, maimed, disfigured. In every single room, he could see one of those things, staring, smiling. John's tears clouded his vision, but he could make out a brighter-than-usual light not too far ahead. He ran with all his energy towards it. As it got closer and closer, until he hit something hard, it was another door. He came crashing through it and landed on a cold, hard, white floor. John was dizzy and confused, but he could still hear something. A voice. Oh, why, hello there, John. John picked himself up off the ground and looked at his new surroundings. He was in a blinding white room similar to his own. It had a bed with a few blankets and a quilt needed folded, neatly folded on top of it. Bookshelves lined the walls with large, important-looking books. There was a single desk pushed against one of the walls, with nothing but a small television and a microphone on it, neither of which were plugged into anything. Then there was the man, 
He was a short, pudgy man in a plain black suit. He was completely bald, and his eyes were solid white. There was no iris. My, my, my! You look horrible, John! What happened to you? John wiped his eyes, and the nausea returned to him. He didn't understand what was happening. You're not going to be sick, are you, John? Come, come, sit down. The fat man motioned John towards the bed. Ooh, shh, my boy, you're tired, you're sick, here, have this. The man walked over to one of his bookshelves and produced a thermos with two small glasses. He opened the thermos and poured a sweet-smelling liquid into both of the glasses. What shall we drink to? Oh, how rude of me, but of course we will drink to you, to John. John was confused. The man. John felt like he had known him his whole life, yet he had no memory of him. The fat man held the cup to John's lips, and the sweet liquid poured down John's throat. John felt relaxed, comfortable. He drank the whole cup as the fat man placed his warm hands on John's face. Sleep now, John. Sleep. John woke up after what felt like centuries. His body was stiff and it hurt to move. He tried to breathe, but the air burned his lungs and violently coughed. Oh, you're awake, my boy. John continued to cough as the fat man's footsteps could be heard walking over to him. John realized he was in a different room. It was dark except for a single light illuminating him himself. Don't hurt yourself just yet, John. We haven't even had a chance to catch up. John inhaled once more, and this time managed to retrain, retrain the coughs. Restrain the coughs. He slowly let the air out and inhaled again. The worst of it was done through his chest, though his chest still ached. Where, where am I? Home, John. John looked around the room once more. There was nothing but darkness. Who are you? The fat man made a fake gasping sound. <gasps> John, I'm hurt. John tried to move his hands to rub his face, but his arms wouldn't move. They were numb. Don't try to move too much, John. You'll want to save your energy. John recognized the voice. The tone. Herbert? Yes, John. Why is this happening to me? Why is what happening to you, John? This? Why am I here? I brought you here, my boy. I mean, here, this... This place. Why can't I remember before all this ever happened to me? Before what, John? You know what I fucking mean. John coughed again and choked on something wet. It tasted like metal. Shh, calm down now, John. John, tell me something. Why do you want to leave here? Because I hate it. I miss my home. I want to go home. What do you remember of home, John? John was silent. Well, John, what do you miss? Home is merely an invention of modern society. What is a home, really? I want to go home. Don't be a fool, John. What can you miss what you've never known? The grass isn't always greener, my boy. I want to be home, Herbert. I want to be happy again. Happy? John, you were happy. The conversations we had, the screwdriver. You loved that screwdriver, didn't you, John? John looked away from the fat man. There was a creature standing just at the edge of the light, smiling, watching John. I mean, really happy. How can you know what that is, John? Because I felt sadness. I felt like I wanted to die. Like there are blank voids in my life I can't fill. But to feel that, to feel sadness, I have to have known what it's like to have been happy. To know what it's like to lose something. John noticed more beings. They were surrounding the two men. Herbert, please, I just want to... More coughing. This time liquid leaked out of the side of John's mouth. Oh, John, it appears your system isn't quite happy with what we gave you. Herbert pulled out a small handkerchief and wiped the liquid from John's mouth. It was red. W what did you do to me? John, have you ever dreamed? What? Dreamed, John, like in your sleep. I find it a marvelous phenomenon. 
Hundreds of faces were all staring at John, smiling the same smile. Of course I dream. Everyone does. Tell me about your dreams, John. I... You can't remember, can you, John? The room was deathly silent. I used to dream quite often, John. It was an entirely different world than the reality I was forced to live in. I dreamt that I had an ant farm. I loved that farm. I gave each and every ant their own special home. I would feed them every day. I gave them shelter, protection. I even talked to them, John, quite often. I felt like I had a bond with them. Then one day, I dreamt they escaped. They broke out of their farm. And do you know what they did, John? John coughed up more blood. They bit me. They bit me over and over, and it hurt, John, quite a bit. I tried to get them off, but I couldn't no matter how hard I rubbed and how hard I scraped. I tried to wash them off, but that didn't work either. All I could do was sit and let the ants consume me. My own friends betraying me. You wouldn't betray me now, would you, John? John's vision was going blurry. All he could see was Herbert and the faces. So many faces. And you know something, John? I... John? John? John's eyes began to close. Oh, never mind. It seems it's run its course. John could feel cold hands placing themselves all over his body, lifting him upwards. Am I going to die in here, Herbert? Yes, John, you're going to die in here. Cold air rushed all over his body. He was freezing, yet his head felt like it was on fire. John opened his eyes one last time. The faces all stared at him, as if wanting to ask him something. John was slowly rising upwards. Okay, Herbert. Go to sleep now, John. Sleep. And that is the end of A Room by Author Unknown on the Creepypasta fandom. I hope you guys enjoyed that as much as I did, because... Fuck. <laughs> Fuck. But as always, you can follow along or find the story in the description below this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and I fucking love you all. Keep it spooky.